You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio. All right, Rifters, welcome to the show. Subscribe, rate, review. Fast opening remarks. Victor Vachecos here. Hi, Victor. Hey, Keith. Thanks for having me. Very good. Okay, our guest is here. Uh, you've seen him and uh, and Watchmen and uh, um, and uh, everything, Stargate, and he has this new movie called How to Fall in Love by the Holidays or How to Fall in Love by Christmas, which is on Roku, and we are going to find out what the title is. The great Dan Payne is here. Uh, gentlemen, just getting my crap together here. Hang on. Hey, Dan. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know, technology and old people. It's good times. Uh, yeah, we're old, so we've been trying to get logged on since yesterday. Finally got it. Especially with this rainstorm that hasn't come yet. Have you heard about that? No. Oh, yeah. It's like a like a, a big rainstorm that's supposed to like knock out all electricity and stuff in California or something. It's supposed to start today, and so far it uh, it's pretty sunny. <laughs> Another fake apocalyptic. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I was like all excited. I was like, all right, this is going to be like 2012. I don't know. That was a bad John Cusack movie. Sorry, Dan. There's no bad John Cusack movies. I agree. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. Excellent. Well, 2012 was probably not the best, but it was still good. Did you uh, did you ever watch Gross Point Blank? Do you remember that? I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, the best assassin movie ever. Yeah, you and me, we gotta make a remake of that. <laughs> no doubt. All right, yeah. I'm almost uh, semi still useless, but hang on. No, no, no. This is fine. I live in the fear of awkward silence. Just ask my mom. <laughs> All right, hang on. Uh, Dan Payne's here. All right, there we go. All right, now I got to figure out. Um, just hang on. Still right. not quite right. Oh, there's so many things. Yeah. Also, I'm blind, so that's you know that's. Oh, you're blind now. Well, my eyes are. Oh, Wait, that is the camera. Huh. I don't know. You look right. super clear over here. You look yeah. really clear. Is it? You look right. re really handsome over here. Oh, then the filters are working. Yeah, yeah. V Vic Victor said, yeah, he's still handsome, I, I wanted to say, because I thought maybe it'd be less creepy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I'm just going to give up and just say we're ready. We're ready? All yeah, right. Let's call it, call it good green lights. All right. Wait, so, uh, Dan Payne, thank you so much for rifting with us again. I guess the punishment wasn't bad enough. You, you said, hey, let's do it again. So how are you? I'm doing all right, man. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Just, uh, you know, just uh, dodging this huge rainstorm that we just talked about that uh, hasn't happened yeah. yet. Yeah, the apocalypse on its way. Yeah, it's going to be great. So um, you remember Victor Pacheco, the trusty sidekick? 100%. Yeah, we've been uh, we we connected a couple times on Instagram. 
Holy Lord. <laughs> you know, if I didn't check the time of when I send those messages, you would have a lot more. Sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes I don't even send them because I'm like, it's 3.30 in the morning. I'm not sure which time zone he's in right now. Not cool because he's either going to sleep right now or he's been asleep. I don't I don't know. Man, I'm at that stage where I just the phone goes fully off at like when I go lights out, the phone's down. Send him anytime. I'll be there. I'll just get him when I wake up. Yeah. Do you when you when you fall asleep and you turn off your phone and you wake up, do you ever like wake up to like DMs or text messages that you wish that you read the night before? You know what I mean? Uh yeah, you know, actually, I sp this is a little side thing. I actually try to not touch my phone for the first half hour after I wake up at all. Yeah. But yes, when I finally get to it, uh, and that's just a mental health thing. But yeah, when I do finally get to it, there's the odd time like, oh, shit. Yeah. Probably should have, yeah, maybe yeah. combed over a few before I went to bed. Yeah, it happened to me the, the, this morning. I woke up and I looked at my phone and I saw text messages from my grandma like, where are you? Aren't you going to pick me up? And so I just kind of forgot. <laughs> I thought you're going to go with the whole like comedian booking styles where it's just like it's so competitive that if you don't answer within like 20 minutes they're like oh sorry oh yeah you, you no lost the available. job yeah, yeah. So is that the case like if you don't if you don't uh get back they're just moving on yeah yeah they give people like they say they give them like 24 hours but it's more like 24 minutes yeah <laughs> you if you're lucky I mean? if you're lucky i've answered back in five minutes like sorry the spot's taken i'm like why did you even hit me up yeah like, <laughs> And they don't want us to live in our phones, but that kind of demands that you are plugged in all the time. It's not fair. Do you ever miss the old days where you didn't have a phone and it had like an answering machine and then like you click on it? It's a Dan Payne. You have a hundred new messages. You're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up pre-internet, man. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it must have been like really hard on dating though, because like if, if like uh, before you dated your wife, right, you'd leave a message on her answering machine and then you'd have to like, I don't know, stand by the phone for three days hoping she calls you back. I don't know. I don't remember these times, but it's well, like the it thing is we had this we had this weird thing called um patience back then. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Kids have no idea right now. Like, oh, yeah. like why didn't it work? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't and dating nowadays, I don't even want to like I am A happy to be married, period, but B happy to not be in any kind of a dating scenario now because it's just scary the thought is scary it's digital and swiping and what i don't like it's oh my gosh i don't even know oh, it. it's crazy man because like whenever i i text a girl and and she doesn't answer i'd call her she doesn't answer i'd be like yeah hey, maybe she didn't get my first text so then i text her again and, and yeah and then i'd be like oh maybe she's by you know so then i call her again and then like i just send inappropriate pictures and then I think, oh, maybe she didn't get those. So then I call her, be like, hey, just call me if you got my inappropriate pictures. Yeah. And then the next day I see on, you know, I'm getting screenshotted all these inappropriate stuff. So that's what I'm saying. But the, she does eventually mail you, right? Like, but oh, it's yeah. a restraining order, but she does send you mail. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. The restraining orders are, uh, you know. Yeah. That's like oh, an yeah. engagement ring nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I miss those. I miss those. <laughs> So, so Dan, the first question we have, because I know you want you want you, you this is the the big thing you're you're promoting right now, which is your new movie. But Victor and I we're in a when a we're in a little debate. So 
uh, here's the debate because I say it's how to fall in love by the holidays. Victor says it's how to fall in love by Christmas. Depends where you are. Really? It's, oh my God, you, really? No think, way. Well, I, so there's always, <laughs> I'd have to look it up because I know both. So we get a working title, like the uh -huh. title that the movie's being filmed under. Sometimes it's untitled Christmas project or whatever, but then you get like how to fall in love by Christmas, how to fall in love by the holidays. And I think it depends what network and what their uh, ideologies are, I guess. I don't know. I just, they want to make sure that they include everybody, I guess. So I'm not a hundred percent sure either. Yeah. Uh, I know that I've got actually the, the coolest thing is I know what it says in France because uh, somebody sent it to me. <laughs> and you were just in France too, right? Oh, yeah. We could talk about that. That's some, it's so weird to be able to go to France for, yeah. So check, I don't know if you can see that. Oh, it says the first word says Terry Hatcher, right? Or how to, Pudre and Cabo de Noel. Yeah, I know. I said I have a Spanish accent. I, I just totally ignored that it was in French. I'm just like, yeah, read it phonetically. And I'm like, no, you idiot. That isn't how you do it. But whatever. That's hey, as long as it sounds sexy, I, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> then I, I failed know, twice. Really. I failed twice. Sorry. Uh, but I think you, it depends who you ask. I think you won twice there. So, uh, <laughs> so, so it's a it's a draw then, right? I feel like we're going to have to go with the draw until we can get the higher ups that are smarter than our collective three. Okay. Confirm, but yeah. let's ask you, like when, when you're talking to, to, to like your, your, your friends and your wife and you say, Hey, I just got this new movie. It's called how to fall in love by Christmas. Oh, Victor won. All right. <laughs> nice. All right. Yes. Yes. No, but also though, like I do believe it's it, it has both titles. Like maybe like people that don't practice Christmas, or um, like Jehovah's Witnesses or Muslims or Jewish people might that might be better for the holidays instead of for Christmas. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I should I should do a bigger I should do a deeper dive in there and figure it out. I'll have yeah. to get back to you. Well, for for the sake of this interview, it's called How to Fall in Love by Christmas. Done with, All right. with Dan Payne. Now Dan. Uh, this this is your second movie, am I correct, with Terry Hatcher? Yeah, and that's like a double blessing. I'll state right out of the gate. Like the first movie I did was called Christmas uh, at the Chalet. And that's where I first met Terry, got to work with. I played her ex, so I got to, like I was the third wheel. So there was uh, Will DeVry, who's an amazing actor, and, and he played the love interest for that one. And I was the third wheel. And uh so I had a little bit more time to watch Terry Hatcher work. What an incredible, like she's been doing it in a minute for sure. But she knows, she knows the game so well. It was like watching art happen. And even though these movies, they're not, you know, we're not winning Oscars at all. But when done right by somebody who's a master like she is, it's a lot of fun. Like it can be incredibly fun and rewarding at the same time. And uh, so I was like, oh, that's, I, I felt like I kind of missed out on uh on the full experience of hanging out and working with Terry Hatcher. Cause she's, she's collaborative. She's supportive. She's like, she knows what the movie needs and she knows like the dynamic, the bigger picture uh, of a scene and, and how it fit into the, it's just, it's like working with a master. So when I got to do it for how to fall in love by the Christmas holidays, mm -hmm. should we do that? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Christmas holidays. I like that. <laughs> um, I was ecstatic. Cause 
now I got to be, you know, it was one-on-one and it was her and I, and I, I'd do it again. Like, I hope there's a trilogy. Uh, we, I hope we do a third. She's, oh. she's awesome. Yeah. Oh, so is this a sequel to, no, to, uh, they're completely, they're not even connected except for the fact that Terry and I are in both of them. Uh, um, what was yeah, the first one, one called again? Uh, Christmas at the chalet. Oh, okay. So thank God it wasn't called holidays at the chalet. Maybe it was. Let's just get <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I wanted to ask you, like when you first met her, like what was your opening line? Like, did you say, Hey, I'm Clark Clant or something? Yeah, I just I curled a piece of hair down and went, Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, uh so because I actually did try to watch this movie because one, it, I saw the trailer and it's a movie I would totally watch, but I, I couldn't find it because it's only on Roku and I don't have Roku. So I wanted to. Which, which one's that? Uh, How what? to Fall in Love by by Christmas. I think it's on Prime now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Pretty, I'm pretty sure it's on Prime now. Oh. And uh... pause this and do this interview in three hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so it's on Prime now, and uh, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, so because I did a little research, so like, who, who, who is your character? Like, can you, without spoiling the movie, like, can you tell us what, what this is, like, the plot? Oh, well, I'm a in this one, I'm a high end photographer who uh, has done a project of great uh, prowess. Uh, I went like with astronauts in outer space and whatnot. I got, I got a lot of clout from it so when she needs help with somebody uh bringing her magazine back to life and her i guess career in that magazine world uh, they hire me to help out and, and do the the images for her and uh she's reluctant obviously at first she doesn't even want to do the project because it's somewhat feels like it's somewhat moving backwards for her and when she finally engages in it because uh, she's she had been hurt in the past and she you know protecting her heart so it's kind of a fun way as we interact. My character's a bit of a smartass, uh, a little bit. Um, give her the gears kind of thing. And we, we, you know, we go on a journey together. And at the end of the day, instead of just taking photo, photos of her falling in love, we maybe, maybe, I don't want to ruin it, fall in love. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, he falls in love. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, did your character Jack, like, did you say, oh, hey, I used to take photos of Neil Armstrong and all this stuff? Or, like, 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 how cool is that? Like, do, when they say, listen, you used to take photos of Spaceman, like, do you go really into character and actually believe that? Or do you just think, ah, that's just something I did? Uh, for me, I just took the, the fact that I was, you know, somebody renowned for what they do so that I was coming in to help out. There's not a, there wasn't a bit of, it wasn't ego, but it was like a confidence. Let's call it a confidence. When I came confidence. to this project, after doing a project where I'm taking pictures of, you know, in outer space of that kind of stuff, that when I'm going to do a magazine shoot for somebody, I'm like, well, I, I feel like I can help them out. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a confidence there. And when she's like, oh, I don't need him. That was like, whoa, okay. So that it, it just, I played into the the level of confidence that his caliber of ability to do his job gave him. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to tell you this. You're not going to believe me because Victor didn't believe me. But I Googled uh, how how to fall in love by Christmas, right? And uh, when you, you know how like when you Google, it says images, shopping, and all that, you know. So I yep. click shopping because I don't have Roku TV. 
Didn't know it was on Prime. So I was going to buy the DVD and support my boy. Yeah. So I hit hit shopping, right? And it comes up, right? A picture of you. So I clicked that, right? And it says, buy Dan Payne's jacket from How to Love by Christmas for $130. And on the description, it says, must be fit, good looking, and it'll get you a kiss from Terry Hatcher. (laughs) So. I'm gonna go buy that jacket. I yeah, I know. Right, I'm gonna buy the damn man. I'll take it. She's, yeah. um, you know, I'm married, but getting to kiss an attractive uh, woman's is not, it's not a necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but so like I kind of knew just from that description, you were at least gonna get a kiss. I don't know if you stay with her or whatever, but at least it's a spoiler alert. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't ever click shopping. Well. It's- yeah, don't, but send me that link. Oh, I will, definitely. <laughs> uh, so then I want to backtrack a little because where we let, last left off, the movie um, you just were filming and you just finished was uh, the one which could be Bruce Willis's final movie that he did. That can uh, last, yeah. Yeah. So, like, how is that, like, that atmosphere? Like, was that cool? Well, I got to say, like... <laughs> I think we talked about it, how he was one of those guys that growing up, you know, from moonlighting on, I wanted to be like Bruce Willis. So it was bucket list to be able to meet him. That would, that in itself, to be able to work with him was beyond incredible. And then to know that I was a part of maybe his second last ever project was, uh, it's sad because he's, he, I mean, he was a gift to the industry. He, he, I mean, he still is. It's not that he's gone, but his work set the bar for a lot of like diehard and, and, all the things he did created a, a genre and a, a character that we all know and love. And I'm just, it's sad that he's not able to continue making those films, but to be a part of something just before he was no longer making them, that's a huge honor. Like I, I I'll, that'll, that's bucket list for me for sure. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of sadness around the fact that he's not still able to create, but he's cause he's got every faculty other than the unfortunate, uh, torture that dementia is putting him through yeah i mean he's supported he's supported surrounded by loved ones and and i hope it's you know i hope he's doing all right but yeah it's just it's a bummer i'm honored but at the the same time it's it's a tough pill to swallow that somebody that young is yeah definitely and it is very tough uh however though you gotta look at the bright side that it could be good for you because they could say hey we need a new diehard fan we need dan Payne. he's number one and you could be like, yeah. ah, I replaced, right? You could be the new diehard guy. You could be like, ah, and then you could yeah, have an I argument. Would... It's a Christmas movie. Oh, it's it's definitely the best Christmas movie. And the, yeah, the Ipikaye, uh, my friend. I think we're we'll go with my friend. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That's not. That's It's close. That's true. Memory serves. Yeah, no, it's uh, what a, that any character like that. That's one of my favorite characters ever. Yeah, so to to do a smart talking, butt kicking, swashbuckling uh, dude like that would be amazing. Yeah, that although would... the years are getting up there, I'll, and I mean, I'm still trying to hold myself together. So maybe you know, there's a Bond isn't a spring chicken. Not no, not at all. I don't, you could be the new James Bond. Bond. Oh, you don't? no, no, no. Oh. No, he's too he's too prim and proper. I I, I don't mind the, you know. I, I think a little rough and rugged is a bit more up my alley. Yeah, 
Well, I was going to say, you don't need to do James Bond because uh, you've already kissed a Bond chick. True. Uh, for people who don't know, Terry Hatcher was a Bond chick. And <laughs> my friends are always like, so we're, are they real? That's the other. I guess you know the. I guess you know the reference, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. They're real and they're fantastic. Um, li- listen, Terry Hatcher is exquisitely beautiful in person, and so I understand why she was cast in that role because she demands her presence demands attention. You just know when she enters a room. So uh, it's funny when you know that's the thing that some of my meathead friends remember. Yeah, that one. Well, when your meathead <laughs> friends like uh, listen to this, and then like if you and I ever do a movie together, they're gonna ask you the same thing. They're gonna be like, "Hey, are his real?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He never took him out of the bra. <laughs> uh, but but oh my God. but Dan, Dan, I wanted to ask you like how how is it because because how many movies would you say that you've done that has christmas in the title i i would say at least five or six i might be wrong on that yes actually i was thinking about that the other day because a good friend of mine who's an incredible actor and does a lot of christmas movies his name is jesse hutch and he just put like a an instagram thing of what's your favorite one i was like oh i wonder if i went back and pulled out all the christmas movies i've done how many that would be and i know for sure that i can think of six right off the top but then i'd have to go on to my imdb and i don't want to be that guy but i'm going to say six plus yeah, six plus. All right. Yeah. So, uh, how does like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know this because like I'm not married or whatever, but like, uh, how, how, how's the like, hey, hey, you get a script, hey, you're going to end up falling in love with a hot chick, you're going to kiss her at the end, and all these movies or whatever. Like, how's that? Like, is she, is she very supportive? Like, ah, oh, it's a movie, or does she like go on that film day and be like, listen, it's yeah. acting? <laughs> I saw a tongue. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, my wife is, uh, in fact, she was the, she's incredible. So yeah. she, she supported me, uh, from the get go. And when it came to like, you know, makeout scenes or kissing or even love scenes, uh, she, I was always the one like, Hey, I, I'm a, it's a bit like, do I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say sorry to you and stuff. And are you okay? And she's like, it's your job. I, I'm, she was way more okay with it than I was. Oh, okay. And cool. her being way more okay with it than I was allowed me the, you know, the freedom to be present in the moment and shoot the scene. Cause I wasn't thinking like, oh, am I being disrespectful? Is this not okay? How does she feel? She told me straight up, like she was very clear. And she's my, my wife is like my wife. I don't know why I always, she's, <laughs> that guy broke me. every time I say my wife, it's anyway. So let's just go with the name. Dalen, Dalen has been uh, a rock from the very beginning and understood the nature of the industry and what it calls for and has given me the the freedom to just be present in my work and not concern myself because she is incredibly independent. She is very strong-willed and incredibly independent and has never had a problem. Never, not, Not once been, like there hasn't been a single thing of jealousy and I, I don't know, like sometimes it's nice to have somebody be a bit jealous. Right. Yeah. And she gives me enough note, like she gives me enough awareness to know that she's conscious of it, but not like, so did, how much did you like 
kissing so and so. It's never been that. Oh, okay. That's he's actually asked me, she's like, is she a good kisser? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, she was pretty good. She's like, Oh, cool, you know. We're not as good as you. Yeah. Oh, shit, <laughs> but not as good as you, honey. It's too late, probably. Hey. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, just she's... wait just wait till she sees our movie, then she'll be jealous. Right? Me playing with your boobs and us kissing? Or... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have I to read the script it. first. <laughs> uh oh, but that's awesome. And then uh then uh, uh, here's another thing I didn't know that I just found out. You were on Crank Yankers. Yeah. Oh, how is that? Like that's a that's like one of the best comedy shows. Ever. Those are the two uh puppets out of Ireland, right? Yeah, and then they call and they like they do like prank calls. They were hilarious. The, I never met the so the coolest thing for that is the puppet the puppets were up and I never got to see the guys running the like doing the work. Oh my god, never, really? Never met them. They oh. never like I think they keep their identities that maybe they're out now, but back then when I did it was quite a while ago. They they uh I was like, oh, I'd love to. These guys are hilarious. Can I meet them? They're like, no, no, they uh, they prefer to stay. Yeah, they just don't like you. No, they um, they prefer to stay <laughs> anonymous. But they, they're brilliant. Their their comedic chops were off the charts, man. It was. Ah, uh, you just try and keep up when I was on the show. Oh, that's I was, awesome. and actually, I was so young and nervous. I, it was just a blur, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so you did this a long time ago, not just recently. Yeah, no, it was a long time ago. Oh my gosh, the internet! See, that's the that's the thing you cannot believe everything you read on the internet because the internet said you just did it two years ago. Huh? What? Yeah. So yeah. May, maybe they think you're in the remake of Crank Anchors, but you're actually in the old school ones. Wait, is there a remake? Well, they they like they didn't remake it. They just like say, "Hey, after six years, we're bringing it back," and they're like, "Ah." Yeah, I'm. I don't know. Ah, it's all good. I didn't want to like put pull the old uh, age card on you. I apologize. Oh, he's googling it. I'm. I'm checking it out. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what though? It's not going to help because I don't have my glasses, so it's just a bunch of colors. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, excellent. And then, uh, and then, like you're on a couple episodes. Of, my sister told me this. She said you're on a couple episodes of Virgin River. What, yeah, what a great that show has brought me a lot of attention. And I, you know, there's a unbelievable ensemble cast, and a lot of them are actually friends of mine. And uh, I'm honored to be on that show too, because it is it is really well received and, and renowned and and pretty worldwide. Yeah. And uh it's I don't know, I kind of call it comfort food. That that show is like comfort food. Like it just everybody there's a it meet it meets a bunch of audiences' needs, I think. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty cool to be a part of, for sure. It also has the best title, I think, for television shows. Virgin River. All right. No one got that joke, but Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Victor, you got any uh, questions for Dan Payne? Yeah, but first comment. Um, It was a 2019 episode 5.3, Dan Payne as Puppeteer. So 2019 was not two years ago, Keith. Oh, it was closer than seven years ago, though, right? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. No, yeah. but Dan, I had a question I was thinking about. Um, which actor or actress 
have you worked with that has taught you something that's made you a better actor? Uh, well, I'm going to say all of them and just be a cheese ball right out of the gate, but it's true. Like if you're every actor that you work with, even if it's a, an actor who's like green and struggling, they're going to force you to go somewhere that you're not possibly comfortable going to, or you're going to have to work in a new way to be able to make a scene work because they're struggling or green or whatever. And then the other way, you know, incredible actors where you're the green actor, they, they're going to bring you to their level and help you grow and learn and stuff. So I've all, there's always something to, to take out of every interaction with every actor. That said, some of the more uh, mature and, and, and long-term actors have always brought for me, a presence and awareness of, of not. I think when I'm younger, when I was younger, I was a little bit worried about more of the external. Mm -hmm. And one of the most incredible moments I had I, I was with Jenny Garth. I, I just I just remember that 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 whole point of when you're in a scene with somebody, if you're fully connected and you fall completely into the present with them, the rest of the world disappears. There's no cameras. There's just two people having an interaction. And uh, Jenny Garth was phenomenal at at just making me feel comfortable enough to fully be vulnerable and fall into that. Yeah. And uh, so I think the biggest lesson to to try and shut this rambling uh, train from going completely off the tracks. Oh, is we that love rambling the, trains, especially yeah. from you. Very insightful. It's like well, the, poetry. The greatest thing that that some of those actors have taught me is that the truest strength comes from pure vulnerability. So the more vulnerable you are, the stronger you're going to be in your work. Yeah. Oh. Wow. That's awesome. I can't wait. I just can't wait to teach you a thing or two about acting when you work with me. I'm going to be like, <laughs> ah, Dan's going to take some of the Keith Reza into the next role. Let's go. Let's do it. And then uh, I wanted to ask you about this one. Uh, because uh i think it's it's a uh, the best uh movie that got a sequel you were in a a, a christmas movie as a christmas story too you know so i wanted to ask you what was that like because i'll be honest i have not seen it but the christmas story was the best movie ever it, yeah uh, i think i think that it did, did a great job doing a sequel i was very had a very small role in that like uh, more cameo level role but it was a lot of fun and that they they treated that like a big production. I don't I don't even know what the budget was, but it was it felt bigger than a lot of the other Christmas movies that I've been a part of. So unfortunately I don't have a lot of stories to tell you, except that I had a great time on that day. And I think I got to kiss someone in that one too. Yeah. No, no, some no. kid was guys, you're really testing the old fellow's brain I, here. I apologize. Okay. Yeah. But but you you said Wait. it was like Okay, go. It's Google. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, you said it was more like a cameo role. So, like, uh, did they book you on cameo and say, Dan, okay, here's uh, however much you charge. I want you to say these scenes. Action. No, because cameo, I'm, I'm, I think I'm charging a pretty reasonable rate on cameo. And I think, you know, I'd want a little bit more to, to get all dressed up and, and say somebody else's words. Yeah. But so, hey, cameo! How cool is that? Like, oh, it's the best! I love it. I, I mean, I only charge seven dollars, but <laughs> I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge celebrity. I'm not an F list celebrity, but 
the fact that I'm on Cameo is very touching. Well, I don't even know where what part of the alphabet I'm in there. But what I do love is that there's some, like every once in a while you get to make a kid for me with a lot of it was is Disney descendants and the beast and just getting to say happy birthday on behalf of the beast and the rest of Oradon and stuff like that. And the, they always send a text message afterwards, like the mom or the dad or the uncle or the grandma that, that, that gets it. And that just like, that fuels my happy tank for the entire, a few days. Like that's when the grandma says, Oh my goodness, that was the best ever. Thank you so much. She was blown away. And, what a great i'm like you're the one that went and got the gift and i was just like yeah. grateful to do it uh that's the coolest part is getting those texts saying that it was a huge hugely well-received thing by like a seven eight nine ten whatever 12 year old and that grandma got a cameo for them from beast from descendants i it, it still blows my mind and let's if i can going to paris uh again because of the descendants movie to sign autographs it just blows my mind. Like I got to be in a movie that was awesome, yeah. but that movie did so well. It touched a bunch of like the messages and the story and all that stuff touched a bunch of people so much so that I get to go somewhere around the world for somebody to actually want me to scribble on a piece of paper for them. Yeah. That's like the greatest sense. life. Yeah. Well, it, and I know it's like compared to others for me, it's like, a, it's pretty, it's minor, but it's, it's major in my world. Like, it doesn't happen very often when it does. It's mind blowing. It's just, yeah. I know there's people who go around the world and they're, you know, they're perpetually booked and there's chaos and stuff. But for me, that's, it's minor, but in my world to be able to be like, Hey, babe, I, I get to go to Paris. Yeah. That's pretty major, you know? Yeah. And then that's the same thing with cameo. Somebody wants me to do a video. That's wow. That's pretty I, cool. I wish I would have known how you felt about cameo before we did this, because uh, this is actually true. I do cameo sensations where like uh, for guests I'm trying to get, I'd, I'll tell the rifters, the people who listen, they're the rifters. I'd be like, all right, book Dermot Maroney on cameo, blah, blah, blah. Tell him to do raise a wrist, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so Dermot, it worked twice. Christy Swanson, and Dermot Maroney. And I, I was doing it for like five, six months and I interviewed both of them. And then your name actually came and be like, do a cameo sensation for Dan. And I was like, but I'm friends with Dan. So I feel terrible because I feel I could have got you a whole bunch of money just to harass you <laughs> to raise a riffs again. Hey, well, throw out the throw out the cameo sensation just because I don't do a lot of marketing for it. Because, again, it feels like a yeah, it's more if it's there and it happens great. The same with the other stuff. But if you want, hey, I'm all for it. Like, I love doing them. So if you want to throw it a throw you a bone. All right. We'll, that's what we'll, the, yeah a, all right we'll do it we'll do a it. rifter sensation yeah hey rifters uh join the cameo sensation please book dan Payne on the cameo and tell him hey we loved you on raise the wrist we want you to do it a third time so keith could ask you about terry hatcher again book him at www.cameo.com slash dan Payne and fill his inboxes merry christmas <laughs> that sounded pretty spot on brilliant man like yeah. well done i've got to do it on every single episode until you come back just since you said <laughs> <laughs> and i'll just keep telling you kissing terry hatcher is incredible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what i hopefully 
this kind of gets the PR wheel wagon rolling. And uh, there's a third installment of a different movie where we, I don't know. Yeah. Not I mean, Christmas. Maybe we do a, a you know, Easter. Fall, yeah. A fall in love one. Oh, that'd be cool. Or like a, a how to fall in love by Easter Sunday. <laughs> right. Or, yeah. Halloween no night. Fucking, I was going somewhere dark. I'd... Uh, go somewhere dark. We like dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just it was Easter and hiding things, and it wasn't. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like we should probably stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, so I do have I I do have one more question about a Christmas story too, because like I said, I haven't seen it, but Daniel Stern is in it, and I was wondering, did you ever meet him? I did not. I did not. Uh, My days were, yeah, pretty limited on there. And uh, I remember we filmed in a shopping mall uh, after hours, like uh, after the mall had shut. So we had like an evening night shoot. It was kind of weird. Do you remember the movie Mannequin? Yeah, yeah. So I just, I remember walking around in the dark parts of the mall, just thinking that, that you know, oh, I could shoot a remake of Mannequin in here. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and i might have talked to a few of the mannequins hoping they'd come to life whatever just let's move on hey when i started stand-up i i started telling jokes for mannequins because I, if you can make a mannequin laugh you know it's a killer bit <laughs> that that would be impressive that's uh, uh victor you have one more question or two more questions yeah um i have a question so as a very good looking guys yourself i'd love to know um what are healthier alternatives for alcohol or drugs during the christmas blues Whew. uh you know for me a guy who i think the fuel of life is connection for me like i enjoy like this is great for me like seeing you guys again i feel a sense of connection because we had a laugh last time and i'm, I'm having a good time and a laugh again this time yeah so for me, whenever I feel the blues, I reach out to somebody who I can feel connected to. Uh, so over the holidays, whether it's a parent, sibling, or just a good friend or somebody you haven't talked to in a long time, that sense of connection, even if it's somebody for me, if I haven't talked to in a long time, I'll reach out to a buddy that I haven't spoken to in a while. And I get that if I get that sense of connection, if I get that feeling of connection, that thing, that, that erases a lot of the blues for me. And uh, I would say that's the strongest element of of the the holiday season for me is about getting together with people and, and having that sense of connection. Oh, definitely. I agree. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, for Christmas, Dan, I uh, I didn't get you anything, but I got you a connection. <laughs> got ah, it. excellent. Oh, man. No, no. Uh, we had a blast last time. I remember, uh, I remember my sister put like a, major pressure on me because like i i tend to screw up interviews sometimes and <laughs> and i i remember your your publicist actually reached out for me on the first one and i was like yes i would love to have dan Payne. and my sister was like a big hayden uh what's her name fan the girl from scream like i don't well Thank anyways you. yeah yeah and your publicist represents her and she's like don't fuck up dan Payne because we gotta get hayden on and I was like, all right. And uh, my sister listened to it. She's like, I don't think Hayden's going to do a raise of riffs. I was like. <laughs> Wait, that means I was a part of the, I was, I was a like, part of the killing that vibe. I'm I don't sorry, know, sister. but 
But yeah, Stephanie was like, I was like, yeah, Stephanie, don't worry about it. Like podcasting is supposed to be fun and it's not supposed to, you know what I mean? So it's like, ah, I don't really, I just uh, care about Stephanie, the Stephanie, on behalf of all of us, I want to apologize that we ruined the Hayden train. Okay, my bad. <laughs> all right. It was all Keith. He's just trying to put it on us. It was all Keith. It was <laughs> probably all me. Sorry. I mean, I can't even <laughs> say her last Keith. name, so... <laughs> Yeah, that that would be a bigger boost if you could get the whole name in there. I think. Yeah, like uh, Hayden from Scream. How are you? Know what I mean? like, yeah. Hayden P. Because the rest of it's hard to say. Uh, what's up? Oh man. Uh, so I have two more questions. I actually have three more questions. And I want to respect your time. But uh, Dan, um, as a good-looking guy yourself. Uh, what's it like doing the stunts? I love it. Like it's an ex as an ex pro athlete doing stunts is that, uh, adrenaline rush cortisol kick, uh, all over again. And the pressure that, you know, especially if it's a fight choreography that ends in you getting yarded into a wall 30 feet away, yeah. you want to get all the choreography right and then the timing right because if you overload the wire you're going to go too far and if you underload it you can get jerked and so just the pressure to perform in that same old school men athlete mentality of being on your game and at the front edge of it is exciting i i, I miss i still play hockey with a bunch of fellows but it's beer league right there's nobody going anywhere to the show we're all trying to not get hurt basically and have fun uh which is kind of stunts, I guess, in a way. But for me, I, I just love that this there's an incredible network of people set to make it work. Like the stunt coordinators and the uh, veteran guys who are there that help you prep and set everything and get the car. That you're, everything is in line to make you do well and succeed. But there is still an element of stunts being things that actors wouldn't, shouldn't, or couldn't do. Yeah. So there is an element of danger. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called stunts and you wouldn't have these trained people doing it. So that element of danger is such an exciting and vibrant uh, thing to be a part of. And to have that adrenaline kick and have that physical aspect of of this industry come to life, it's, I can't, I mean, I'm obviously ramming again because it's my thing. So whatever. No, we love it. Uh, but I love it. I, I, I love it. And I'm getting to the point where I'm maybe not physically able to do some of the bigger things. Like if you get yarded 30 feet on a wire and you're going to ground it's going to hurt yeah it, it, you're going to get bruises because it's just that's the nature of it but it's an incredible aspect of the film world that makes movies that much better yeah Is and there I'm, any... I'm worried that we go to ai and we go to cgi and, it, and we lose that because there it's you can tell you can tell when there's a real human being putting it out there and doing it and putting it on the line to make something exquisitely physical yeah. and active and, and amazing i agree like, I agree with you. I think it's so much better when a human gets hurt on these things. But uh, oh uh, my god, Jesus! <laughs> I'm not sure. I think something was lost in translation there. I, I apologize. Uh, that isn't what he meant, Keith. Hang on. Meant. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I said something in here, and it seemed to come out there a little different. No, but Dan, I wanted to ask you: is there is there a stunt that uh, you wouldn't do because of the danger? Uh, fire. I will fire. not do fire. And yeah. I was in an explosion when I was uh, 22 and I was in, I had 40% of my body, second degree burns. I was in a coma for 
four days, I had to wear Job's garments for nine months. I had to get special permission from the university to go back to play volleyball, wearing sweats to cover my messed up skin. And Oh, my God. Yeah, and it was it, it was a life-changing event. So Fire and I have a very different relationship uh, pre the accident. Like after the accident, it took me a while to even light a barbecue. I was worried. Right. Uh, now I'm, I'm fine now. Like I love hanging around the campfire and, and uh, listening to somebody who can play guitar uh, do so. But I will not purposely light myself on fire. And I'm right. blown away by guys who do. All right. I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that's your you know you told me that because i'm writing a movie called captain planet and uh it's based on this tv show and so far all i have is the title page it says captain planet but uh, i uh i was like and i was gonna be like we need a guy because there's the rings i'd be like fire guys you know so i'll, I'll be the fire guy you could be captain planet so Perfect, we'll have yeah. we'll have to reverse roles because i don't want you to play with fire yeah, I'm gonna have to skip on the fire. My bad. Okay, so you're a Captain Planet. I'll be the fire guy. Yeah. Oh, Dan Page is flexed. In a <laughs> Captain Planet way, folks. Let's get this green lighted. I gotta and... wait. I gotta put the filter on for adding 20 pounds of muscle. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then uh, this is a this is kind of like a funny question. I mean, you don't really have to put too much uh, thought into it, but. Uh, you were in the Muppets of Wizard of Oz, which uh, I haven't seen, but I saw Wizard of Oz, and I'm assuming it's the same thing, but with Muppets. So uh, who was your favorite Muppet that you worked with? Peppy the Prawn. I know. Huh? Yeah. So the guy who does Peppy the Prawn is, uh, <laughs> I hope I hope he does stand up. Uh -huh. I think he does. He is and he doesn't break character in and out. Like once we start a scene, he doesn't break character. So he says <laughs> random funny after the take stuff that just like it's I literally had makeup coming and have to have to fix up tears on my from laughing. <laughs> oh my he god. Was, he was fantastic. But I grew up with the Muppets. So meeting the guy who the new guy who does Kermit was cool, Miss Piggy. There was all but Peppy the Prawn just I, I was in stitches. Like I had tears running down my eyes. Yeah. And if I can throw a shout out to Kirk Thatcher, who is the uh, director of that movie and, and the other Muppet movie. I was in another Muppet movie because of him, but I my scene got chopped. Um, and so, that actually was in Wizard of Oz. Oh, I got chopped from Wizard of Oz. The I, movie? I, yeah. So I did I did a very merry Muppet Christmas. Oh. And that's when I met Kirk Thatcher, who is brilliant. He's incredibly hilarious extremely gifted writer does impersonations he's just an all-around like i love hanging out with him i could sit and talk to him for days and it's just it's riffing it's just yeah it's good times and riffing so uh, but he's the guy that gifted me the the role and he said one of my favorite things in the world it takes a lot of smart to play dumb oh yes and, it does yeah and i was i was honored to have him say i didn't understand what he was saying but i was honored for him to no, I get that because I play dumb very, very great. And, yeah. you know, I'm actually very, very smart, but I do play dumb a lot. Well, that's what he said. Like, truthfully, he said you to be able to play dumb effectively in film, it takes a level of intelligence. Yeah. So and then he gave me another shot to go into Wizard of Oz. And we shot this really cool scene where I was a weatherman hanging sideways. And uh, there was a tornado coming through. Oh, we lost him. Oh, there he is. Oh, Victor is back. That was yeah, the tornado coming through. Yeah. He was just checking the rain. He was checking the apocalyptic rain outside. It was like, I see a drizzle. Yeah. 
So uh, I wanted to. So you said you did the Wizard of Oz, which, like, how long have you been acting? Because that movie was made in like the 1920s, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> Christ, you. <laughs> I was in the Muppet version of the Wizard. Oh, of the Oz. Muppet version, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm actually a time traveler. Um, <laughs> yeah, and if you are too, meet me last Thursday. That's what my oh. brother used to say. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That's actually a great, great question because if you could time travel. And uh, you know, you could you could uh remake a film, but like do it with yourself, you know what I mean? Like go to Wizard of Oz and say, Listen, I don't want Dorothy, I want to be Dorothy. Like, what movie would you pick that you would time travel to? So the first movie I fell in love with for the epic nature of the story was Legends of the Fall. Okay. And also that was the first time I was like, Okay, Brad Pitt is is a legend so i don't know i wouldn't want to redo it because i thought he crushed it but that character that tristan character was one of the first times i was like this is the magic that i want to be a part of ah i mean cool. a weird answer probably hey i don't know uh oh that's a great answer i mean yeah. I'd, I'd knock out brad pitt for you any day don't hit that beautiful face what are you talking about uh victor you got any last second questions for dan Payne? yeah um this one's a personal question um what do good looking guys like you do eat to quench your sweet tooth Ooh. i i, <laughs> I love the kindness you keep throwing me with the good looking thing uh it's thank you thank you no thank uh, you it's all subjective but, Thank you for being good looking. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you can't fake that. You know, I've been trying to fake it for 37 years. Not happening. Uh, I think you guys are a couple of studs. I'm I'm grateful to be here. The my sweet uh, I, have a, <laughs> I have a yeah, throw it out. <laughs> I'm a chocoholic. Victor, I'm I I don't I don't have an alternative. I have a chocolate stash. They call it my kids call it, hey, can I have some of dad's chocolate? Because I put it in the highest part of the fridge hoping that <laughs> except my 14 year old six foot one now so it's useless but i would just put chocolate up where others couldn't reach it and called it dad's chocolate because i and it's milk chocolate everyone's like ah, dark chocolate is better for you i'm a milk chocolate guy and i i will indulge that's yeah. my thing awesome now uh before we let you go i wanted to tell you this story because you brought up chocolate and i don't want to like spoil anything but i'm not going to spoil the movie but I saw Wonka yesterday and oh, yeah. that, yeah. And that was a prequel to Willy Wonka. Right. And, uh, this is what I don't like about the Hollywood business because like with my Asperger's, maybe I'm the only one who's thinking this, but I'm watching Wonka taking it as a prequel before Willy Wonka. Right. And in the movie, uh, people eat chocolate and they could fly. So knowing that, then I watch Willy Wonka and everyone's buying like candy bars. I just think, how come they don't buy these chocolates that could make them fly? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, so I feel like when Hollywood does these prequels and they try to put Harry Potter into it, it's just kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just makes, because you go see Wonka, then you go see Willy Wonka. No flying chocolate and Willy Wonka. You know what I mean? It's cool. And that's the Timothy Chalamet version? Is that Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I agree with you. So I struggle with when they don't give us the viewers enough credit that we're going to do our due diligence or that we're invested enough to follow movies and go, hey, why was this 
something in this movie and then not in this movie. I get when there's continuity fails because making a movie is incredibly difficult. Yeah. And there's little things like the, you know, the Game of Thrones Starbucks cup or whatever, whatever. Not not a big deal because it didn't. I if somebody didn't put post that, I'd never even notice because I was so engaged in the incredible story. But when a storyline doesn't carry through and they're just telling us to accept it, that doesn't I, I feel like they should acknowledge the viewer enough to know that we're going to pick up on stuff like that like flying yeah. chocolate and then no flying chocolate yeah because if i you lose the recipe if i was a, a head studio <laughs> i'd be like you mean to tell me charlie bucket found two dollars in the street and he goes into a candy store right to buy just a regular chocolate bar but he does not buy a flying chocolate bar you mean to tell me charlie bucket is that stupid you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't. But whatever. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for the chocolate that makes me fly for sure. Exactly. Yeah, because I could fly home. Yeah, I could just fly. Period. <laughs> Dan Payne, where can the folks at home follow and support you at? Uh, I'm I'm very Instagram focused, so uh, they can follow me at actor Dan Payne on Instagram. Somebody took Dan Payne already, so I had to throw the actor actor part in front of there. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah actor I, Dan Payne on Instagram. You chose actor over stunt Dan Payne, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You are killing it on Twitter though. I wanted to give you a shout out on that. Like you're getting you have like 11,000 followers. I think that's awesome. I only have like 2,000, so I'm getting killed. <laughs> cool. Well, I I don't do as much again, social media and and where I'm at for me. I love Instagram because it sends the things that I post to Facebook and uh, Twitter for me. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, I'll, go, I'll just jump onto in, uh, whatever Twitter and and have a look and say the thank yous and the likes to the wonderfully kind people who care to respond, like respond or talk to those things, speak to those things that I've posted. But I don't actually go and post on, on, uh, on the on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I do on Instagram. All right. Well, guys, uh, that was our interview. Don't forget to join the Cameo Sensation and book Dan Payne on Cameo for a birthday Christmas shout-out and tell him, hey, you got to do Razor Riffs again. Dan, thank you so much for doing the show, buddy. My pleasure. You guys are awesome. All right. And we'll hit stop recording. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there, www.stereo.com slash Keith Reza, and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.